Welcome back to Fit Body Happy Joints. My name is Shannon. Today we are talking about how overexercise affects hormones. And I've talked about these things in other episodes, but I wanted to create kind of a concise little episode about how overexercise can affect certain hormones specifically and why more is not better. I think, you know, we hear from so many of our members that they were doing a lot more activity prior to coming to Evlo, and yet they're seeing a lot better results. And part of this is, you know, what you're doing within your workout and working smarter, not harder, and exercise selection and how you're straining muscles and things like that. But another thing that might be at play is hormones because you could do endless activity and still not reach your goals. And part of this is because calorie expenditure from activity seems to be capped at around about 800 active calories per day. And I did a whole podcast about this a few weeks ago. We'll link that in the show notes. For some people, you know, they might be able to do more activity and that cap is higher. For some people, it's less. So that 800 is really an average. So I don't want you to like obsess about that number. But if you're doing a ton of activity, it's not necessarily increasing your overall daily deficit. An example for me of that 800 calories, active calories, um, I, I did a little bit of tracking with my aura ring and this isn't super accurate, but it's what we have to go off of. So for me, that 800 active calories is like a 35 minute build class, a 20 minute walk, and like just the addition of my daily activities, you know, cleaning the kitchen, walking around throughout the day, uh, fidgeting, using my hands to talk, talking, brain power, all of those things. So it's really not as much as you would think it is. So doing endless activity doesn't necessarily continue to burn more calories overall because your body has a threshold in which it stops increasing your overall deficit. Said another way, you can think of your energy availability as a pie. So you have a max amount of energy for the day. This is the the pie. And you have a set amount of calories that you expend. And all of these calories are allocated to different processes. You can think of the pie being divided up into digestion, into immune health, into mental processing, fidgeting, exercise, thermic effect of food, and more. You can think of all of these things as like slices of the pie that can be larger or smaller depending on how much activity you do. Once you hit the max amount of calorie expenditure from activity, the overall size of the pie doesn't grow. You just shrink the other pieces. So let's say half that pie is taken by activity and exercise. Half of your overall energy allocation is committed to exercise one day. So the other processes that are requiring energy, the other pieces of that pie will have less energy. So they'll get smaller. And at some point, they don't have enough energy to function properly. This is why overexercise can start to affect other areas of your body. You can start to have GI issues. You can start to have mental health, mental fog, sleep issues. Um, You can maybe get sick all the time because you might not have enough energy for your immune system. So if you've taken a huge piece of your overall energy, all the other important processes may have less energy and can start to um, have consequences for your overall health. But another reason that overexercise can sabotage your results and sometimes cause weight gain and muscle loss is because it affects hormones. Before I get into this, one important thing to note is that it's not the hormones themselves that will cause weight gain. It's how the hormones will affect your behavior. So if you're in a calorie deficit, you won't gain fat. 
but hormones may strongly influence your hunger and your blood sugar levels, making you feel like you're in a calorie deficit because you're starving all the time. But you may not be in that calorie deficit because your hunger hormones are kind of giving you a false sense of how many calories you actually need. But hunger hormones, which I'll talk about here in a moment, may be influencing you to eat these calorie-rich foods even though you technically aren't burning more calories overall. This is why many people feel like they're working out really hard, they're starving all the time, and they're not really seeing results because they might be overeating because of their hunger hormones. And this is not to make you feel like guilty or I'm not blaming you or or your willpower, anything like that. I think it's actually the opposite. I think when we understand our bodies more, we can have the power to make decisions that are actually going to influence our bodies productively instead of feeling helpless that it's all just hormones and there's nothing we can do about it. And I will say, um, being pregnant, I have felt the effect of hormones firsthand and I know how difficult it can be to um, to influence or to control your behavior when you have hormones at play. Like these hormones that I experienced in first trimester were no joke. I had a serious drive to eat cheeseburgers for every single meal and it was really difficult to resist. And honestly, I didn't resist very often. Um, My diet was maybe not like it usually is during first trimester. And that's because the hormones can seriously influence your behavior. So I'm not saying that it's easy when hormones are influencing you in certain ways, but I do think that manipulating certain lifestyle factors can be helpful in keeping certain hormones, quote unquote, balanced. I don't like that, that term, but we'll use it just for the sake of conversation here. So, um, we are getting ultimately less swings of our hormones that might be influencing behaviors. So this is an exercise podcast. Exercise is not the only thing that will influence hormones. So by no means am I saying that exercise in this way and that will solve solve all your problems. It's just a factor that we can control. There are truly endless cases and examples and factors at play here, but training, nutrition, and recovery really all need to be balanced in order to see the best results and not have unwanted side effects like hormonal issues or joint issues. You all know I'm a train smarter, not harder type of gal. And I wanted to discuss how training too much, over-exercise, over-training can affect some parts of your endocrine system or your hormones. So before we get into this, a lot of people are like, okay, but what's overtraining? Like I need an example. How much is too much? It's obviously going to be very dependent on the individual, but I think a common example that I've seen a lot or that I saw a lot when I was a practicing PT is going to like hour long boot camp classes almost every day of the week that are really intense. You leave exhausted, you're really depleting your body. And these types of classes can be really stressful on your system and doing them frequently can delay recovery and cause catabolic hormones, which are hormones that break tissue down to be higher than anabolic hormones, which are hormones that build tissue up. So this imbalance of those catabolic and anabolic hormones can ultimately result in muscle wasting, feeling awful, uh, having, having some of these symptoms. So you know you're overtraining because your body will give you these signs. And it'll be a little different for everybody, but apathy, lethargy, sleep loss, mood changes, feeling like a heavy feeling in your limbs and arms or almost feeling like weak, GI disturbances, so um, GI issues, constipation, um, 
intolerance to food, things like that, muscle pain or soreness, abnormal resting hormone profiles, which is something I'm going to discuss today. Some people can tolerate a lot of training because maybe they have the lifestyle and genetics to be able to support that. And some people can't tolerate a lot of training before they start to experience some of these symptoms. So that's why I'm saying it can be so individual and it's just important to assess your own body and if you're seeing some of these symptoms to just make a change. So for an example, an athlete whose job is to prioritize recovery, they have excellent genetics already, they minimize stress in their life, they really focus on sleeping well, their nutrition is completely dialed. And they do all of this so that they can train really hard and tolerate a lot more training stress than, let's say, an average woman who is working and maybe she has kids and maybe she's not always able to eat and sleep in the ways that allow for optimal recovery. So those two people are going to be able to tolerate a lot different training load. And the woman who is busy and just you know might not be able to prioritize recovery as much might see symptoms if they tried to train like the athlete did. So when you're overtraining, hormones like cortisol, testosterone, ghrelin and leptin, and insulin are affected. And there's many more hormones, but we're just going to focus on these today. So let's start with cortisol and testosterone. The ratio of anabolic hormones like testosterone, and yes, women have testosterone too, and it's important, to cortisol tends to decline with overtraining. So this can cause a decline in muscle mass because you have a greater breakdown stimulus from the cortisol than build up stimulus from the testosterone. This is why you may feel like you're doing a lot of work but not actually seeing changes in your body. Because in order to build muscle, protein synthesis, which is partly driven by testosterone, has to be greater than protein breakdown, partly driven by cortisol. So for muscle growth, we want that ratio between testosterone and cortisol to be higher. But when you're doing too much exercise, that ratio is lower. You have higher cortisol in relation to testosterone because of the overstress of overexercise on your body. Other hormones that can be affected by overexercise and cause increase in hunger and drive a calorie surplus are ghrelin and leptin. So overtraining can increase a hormone called ghrelin, which is your hunger hormone. And this causes you to crave specifically calorie-rich foods like breads and pizza and things like that. At the same time, leptin or the satiety hormone decreases with overexercise. This means you feel less overall satisfied after eating, which causes you to want to consume more. These hunger hormones associated with overexercise may be a reason why a lot of people yo-yo. They do a lot of intense activities. They cut their calories really low. Their ghrelin spikes, their leptin lowers. This makes them really hungry, which makes them overeat, which might cause the weight to come back. And then they repeat the cycle again of overexercising and cutting calories too low. So that's testosterone, cortisol, ghrelin, leptin. Lastly, I want to talk briefly about insulin. Insulin is an important hormone because it acts on every type of cell in our bodies, whereas other hormones have more specific jobs and don't necessarily influence every single cell in our body. So insulin is an important one. And insulin and cortisol tend to act hand in hand. So cortisol, the stress hormone that tends to be higher with overtraining or overexercise, causes a reaction in the body that influences insulin. When cortisol is released, it pulls glucose from your cells and brings that 
glucose into the bloodstream. This increases your blood sugar. This is so your muscles can have readily available fuel to be able to fight or run. Your muscles prefer to use that sugar because they can convert it really quickly into energy. But in order for muscle cells to use that glucose, they need another hormone called insulin. Insulin is what lets the glucose into the cell so that the cell can use it. So when glucose is present in the bloodstream, so is insulin. And glucose is present in the bloodstream when cortisol is present because your body's like, oh, there's a threat. We need a bunch of blood glucose so that we can run or fight to get out of this situation. When this process becomes chronic from overstressing your body with overexercise, a few adaptations happen. First, your body begins to become insensitive to insulin because insulin is always around. So your pancreas starts to produce a lot of insulin so that it can try to push glucose into the cell. This is called insulin resistance, which can lead to inefficiencies in your cell's ability to use fuel and operate and function and thus can cause all sorts of chronic diseases. Insulin resistance can also affect body composition because when insulin is present, your body will use glucose as fuel instead of using your stored body fat. So it makes it difficult for your body to use stored body fat. So overexercise can affect cortisol, increasing cortisol, creating insulin resistance chronically, which can cause muscle breakdown because you're pulling glucose out of the cells, you're breaking down muscle tissue and may cause fat gain over time. So that's how some hormones may be affected by overexercise or doing too much. I just want to summarize because I know that was a lot. So overexercise can decrease the ratio of testosterone to cortisol, leading to muscle breakdown. Overexercise can influence hunger hormones, causing us to feel starving all the time and potentially leading to a calorie surplus and weight gain. Lastly, overexercise can influence insulin, potentially leading to insulin resistance. Now, the last thing I want you to do is to be afraid of training or be afraid of activity or take this as me saying, don't be active. That's not what I'm saying at all. Your body is going to give you the signs when you're doing too much and need to pull back. So if you're feeling some of those signs, like you're always sore, you're always exhausted, you're feeling weaker, you're feeling this heavy feeling, that's your body calling for a little bit more recovery. So I'm not saying that you need to be afraid of overtraining. You just need to be able to assess your own body and listen to the signs when it's asking for less. And I wanted to create this episode because I talk about how you don't have to do endless activity in different ways all the time. That's kind of one of the main threads of this podcast. And I wanted to give you just more of a reason to train smarter, not harder. One last thing is that hormones are really complex and it's possible that every person may be experiencing different symptoms from overexercise. For me, back when I was overexercising, you know, what is it, five years ago at this point, it caused joint pain. It caused muscle wasting. It influenced my body composition. I was lean but because I was like eating so little, but I had a higher percentage of body fat and a lower all percentage of muscle mass because I was overdoing it and I wasn't focusing on quality. I was focusing on quantity. It also influenced my sleep, <laughs> gave me like night terrors. I wasn't able to get into deep sleep at all. I was exhausted all the time. It caused mood issues. And it was also very cumbersome lifestyle-wise. Mentally, it never really felt like I was doing enough, even if I was working out for an hour really hard every single day. It always felt like I need to do more, I need to do more. 
And I felt guilty for taking days off because I didn't understand that recovery was a part of the process, an equal part of the process. So exercise took up a ton of time. And now understanding all the things that I know, I'm like, no, weekends are my recovery days. I don't feel guilty about it. I know it's productive. And it's gotten me so much further than just thinking that I need to work out for an hour really, really hard every single day. So I think the symptoms that I experienced with overexercise are very common, but they're all things that if you're experiencing them right right now, they, they are not impossible to heal from by any means. It's just a matter of changing your routine and your body's going to adapt and heal. These are all things that went away when I started training smarter, not harder. Okay. So that is how exercise affects hormones. If you want to train with us, remember that we have a fitness membership that applies everything that we talk about in the podcast in one method. It takes out all the guesswork for you. We have new classes that we drop Monday through Friday. You pick a track three, four, or five times per week, and then you just show up for class. We've programmed the muscle groups you are working. We've programmed volume. We think about exercise selection. We give you tons of modifications in education. We want you to feel like you have a master's degree by taking our classes. So if you want to join us, we have a 14-day free trial. That is linked in the show notes below. I hope this helps you understand your physiology a little bit better and hopefully gives you permission to work smarter, not harder. We will see you all next week, same time, same place. Bye for now.